Hello, welcome to No Load Time. My name is Joel Young, and with me is the most best, awesome, wonderful Street Fighter competitor there is, Obed Velez. Yeah, that's that's a little bit too much. I've been kind of retired, <laughs> but thanks for the intro. <laughs> we wanted to switch it up a little bit this week because uh, uh, not that it's gone stale. I really enjoy doing the intro, but Joel wanted to take over, so why not give uh, Joel the opportunity to take over this one? So I could finally throw some some nice compliments towards you, man. You was calling me the most interesting man. I'm like, how do you throw it off from there, man? Yeah, the, the guy that's, uh, you know, cashing checks and putting hits on people and all this stuff. And Marvel <laughs> Super Fanboy number one. <laughs> cashing those checks, man. Yeah, the, the only guy that likes episode two, Jill Young. And like this, yeah, like really unique uh, sort of uh, <laughs> uh, oh, descriptions man. for you, sir. Uh, how you doing, man? What you been up to? Have, uh, everything good? Yeah, man, it's been going good. Um, life just keeps on rolling, you know. It's uh, it's been a, a pretty slower, like you know, weekend, which is much needed. So I was finally able to do some catch up. And what's awesome is that this weekend there was actually some good stuff that came out that I get to watch. I really don't get to watch much TV as it is. I know I've, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, I, I think we'd, I'd rather game or or get outside or do something else, whatever, on my weekend. Uh, but I actually made the decision uh, because of seeing this come out and what better way to spend my time than to watch the Star Wars Rebels return um, from its midseason uh, finale. And man, Obed, I'm telling you, dude, this show has like it went from when it first started being something where I was like, man, I probably won't even watch this or if I do watch it, I'll just watch it casually to like now I I like obviously now it's, it's the end come next week but like it literally became from like last year or something I had to watch every single episode they, they um, really found their footing like after uh, after season 1 was good but then season 2 they really they really found their footing and they knocked it out of the park man it was good yeah no it it's uh it's one of those things where they 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 started off very kitty and i think that's because they wanted to make sure that they had a you know a solid audience you know with disney the acquisition and all that you know they wanted to make sure that you know that they, they had an audience there because it's on a disney channel right but like i think now they fully embraced like the darkness that surrounds this time the time period that this is happening right before a new hope and rogue one so like it's 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 not a very hopeful time and that's why the the first one was called a new hope because hope was needed and you find you get that feeling from what you're watching with Rebels, and, and um, you know if you've seen A New Hope and you've seen all these other movies, none of these characters are are, are spoken of. So what does that lead you to believe? People are gonna die. That they're um, all gone. That they're all <laughs> gone. You know something. This is how it is. And uh, you know after its return from its midseason finale, a major character has already died, and uh, they handle the death. Better than it's an animated show, but they handle this death better than most shows I've ever seen that actually handle character death. You feel emotion for an animated character, and that's just this goes to tell like how good of a storyteller Dave Filoni is. Uh, speaking of Dave Filoni, man, you watch these last few episodes and you you get the feeling in your heart that this guy knows Star Wars better than most people on earth right now. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. He knows his stuff so well that I would even make an argument that he could be running Lucasfilm. And I'm not saying that Kathleen is because she's perfectly fine doing great. But I'm just saying in the sense of like what he knows, how involved he is, um, the way he's just delivered this incredible um, storyline that you would imagine like where they are right now. You would think that like four years ago when they started this thing that like – you know, he knew exactly where it was going to end, and he probably did because it's just so seamlessly progressed. It doesn't feel like you've watched it. So like they're just trying to throw content out. They're just trying to throw these things out there just to fill it in and make it interesting. No, like there's – it's following. It's pacing. It's putting very well. It's telling you a story, and these last four episodes can actually give you a cinematic feel. Like it almost feels like you're watching a movie if you watch these all together. It's that connected. Um, the Loath Wolves, amazing. Like they – went from being a characters that I was like unsure of to now just being characters that I love. 
uh, the way they've used Lothal and the Jedi Temple. Uh, man, this this last episode, they go all the way back to old Republic days. I mean, they, they're pulling out stuff that like really hardcore Star Wars fans are going to have to know. Uh, there's a character in there called the Minister that he's kind of more like a cliche kind of like character that of a villain. But I think he's I think he I think he's the character that potentially and I could be wrong. Maybe our viewers will tell me differently. But I think he's the character that's actually the old guy that you see uh, bowing before Vader in Rogue One. That he's like letting him know about Krennic's arrival. I think oh, like his could, assistant. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be him. This character's called the Ministers, although you refer to him as. But I get a weird feeling that's the same person because he looks awfully the same and he's very like sensitive of the Force, but from a dark side. Um. Obviously, the only character that we know that survives is Syndulla, Hera Syndulla. Just because when you watch Rogue One, if you caught the reference when they're leaving the base on Yavin, that you, you actually hear like on the PA system, like General Cap General Syndulla is what they refer to her as. Please report to your station, General Syndulla. And um, she's a captain right now on the show, but we know that she's going to end up becoming a general. In the future, and it was confirmed by Filoni. Yes, that wasn't a nod to the fact that yeah, she she's exists during Rogue One. She's out there during that that battle as a captain, as a general. Uh, but everybody else, man, with what they did with that one character's death, and you hear what Ezra says at the end of this. Spoiler: It's not Ezra. What you hear, what you hear by Ezra's what Ezra says at the end of this last episode before we go into the finale. It's like yeah, it's it's gonna basically become down to the ultimate sacrifice. And it's that's it's a great way to go out. I won't say anything about spoilers from the sense of Ahsoka because she is a fan favorite character. But I will say that if you were at Star Wars Celebration, you probably remember that Dave Filoni, when he came out to us, he was wearing an Ahsoka Live shirt with a question mark on it. <laughs> and when they played for us, they got we got to see the first episode of, of Rebels. When they, they played the episode, when he came back on stage. He wore uh, Ahsoka Libs with an exclamation point. He changed shirts. And then afterwards when he left, he he changed back. And afterwards when he left, he had to speak to the media, the press. He changed back into his Ahsoka Libs with a question mark shirt. And the media asked him about it like, hey, did you change shirts? Like you were just out there wearing this. And he's like, I didn't do anything. Like just messing around with everyone. But we knew like, bro, like we have screenshots, pictures of you changed. Like your shirt's not the same as an exclamation point. But yeah, they answered the question about Ahsoka. And if you saw the end of the prior season where Ahsoka is fighting Vader and they just they don't tell you what happens, they just leave. And you assume that either she died, uh, obviously they should have walking away, but you don't know if she died, if she confronted Vader further, what happened. But they answered the question in a very satisfying way. So long story short, Obed, I, I can't recommend enough, uh, especially this last season to watch uh, of Star Wars Rebels. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's just something you got to do. There's a lot of really amazing moments, some really uh, sweaty moments <laughs> for Star Wars. They're not holding anything back, and I look forward to the finale. I feel sad that this is it. This is the end of the show. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be an hour and a half or, or two-hour finale, something along those lines that they're going to have. But, man, I look forward to uh, to seeing what happens next. So I'll give you guys an update probably the next episode. And I'm sure I'm sure Disney has something already in plan planned for after when this is done, because I'm sure that they are going to give Filoni another project and he's probably going to run with it. So. There's been rumors that Filoni was going to be involved with the new Disney streaming service, that he was going to be making some live content. Uh, live content, like he was going to transition from animation to be like a showrunner for one of their live new Star Wars shows. And that would be like the perfect choice. I yeah, mean, that would be that would be like a perfect transition for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think he can make movies, but I think like again, you're saying perfect transition, given to some live stuff, and he can tell you a long, a long linear story. He's proven that, so I don't see why not. Cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. No much from my side, man. It's been again. So last time we talked, I had had a. A quick match on Dragon Ball. I've been still doing that game, and it, it was awesome. So, last time I talked to you guys and and uh, I talked to you, Joe, I did uh, I, I did a ring match, and there's a bug on ring matches where the the matchmaking is not the way it should be, and that was probably the issues that I was seeing when I when I tried it the first time. So, 
last weekend, I decided to I finally jump into ranked. And Joe, I, it, the entire week, I want the week to be over so I can jump back into ranked matches because I got hooked. And it's so good, man. And I met it, ah, it's phenomenal. So I won. I won seven matches in a row, which was really like, like man, I'm doing really good. And I jump into practice. I mean, I, pay, I played a lot of the arcade mode, so I, I did play a lot of that. Um, but just jumping into ranked and actually fighting against people, and, you know, it, it pairs with people of the same level, so you won't get, uh, you know, a, a crazy high opponent so you, you'll meet people at the same level but then on my eighth match i got someone that was way above the the rank that i was on and and you know the level that i was on so it, it, that was a really interesting match because he had a really interesting team i i'm accustomed to my team now and i won the first one he won the second one and i ended up winning the third match so i won the i won the set um but it's just that the hype, man, and you feel the rush and the adrenaline running, and it's a feeling that I haven't felt since since I really got into Street Fighter Four, and so that was almost ten years ago when when Four came out. So I am really excited to just keep going back and practicing with my team and just practicing with other characters because I mean I have a team right now, but. If I found if I find a character that can give me better synergy than the characters that I have on my team right now, I will definitely switch. Uh, and I, I've been bashing away at that Dragon Ball Superman. So, like I said, I was catching up. Uh, I watched man, I think like twenty episodes since like uh, since we spoke last. So I'm on I'm on episode forty nine right now. So I left it at, at episode like twenty three. Yeah, so I've been doing I've been doing pretty good, and it, it it's addicting, and the show's really good. I would dare to say, and I'm putting up my flame shield from all the Dragon Ball fans out there. I'm an old school Dragon Ball fan. I've I've been watching Z since you know uh, early mid '90s, since since before it was aired in the U.S. So I think I I like super better than z because of like i mentioned the character development they're more to the point it's i think it's better written has so many little details and aspects and, and of course it, it's very reminiscent of, of z um but just seeing characters get explored that's something that you didn't really get a lot on z you got that with uh you know Vegeta a little bit, a little bit, and and Frieza a little bit, and I think the the character that got the most development on Z was Piccolo, but here like everyone gets a little thing to do, and I, I'm really enjoying it, man. Can't say enough. Uh, and the other thing that I forgot to show you guys last week, and I forgot to show you, Joel, I did something really crazy. So I was watching this YouTube video about this guy, and I, I'm I, I like home theater setups and all this stuff, right? So I could jump on YouTube and just watch uh, what other people have for setups, and just see if I get any ideas, and I'll do it at home. You know, it's just how it works. Uh, but I saw this guy, and it's like he was saying that he switched his uh, PS4 controller to a um, a soft touch type of cover so i went on ebay and actually found one and it looks pretty sweet and it's no low time colors man is the no low time colors yeah uh so it's pretty cool it feels it feels okay um it it's it, it's a three and a half out of five um it doesn't fit 100 percent. it fits like 90 percent uh it's 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 made in China. I mean, it's it's a it's a knockoff product, but uh, it it does the job. You know, it's it looks really cool. I don't know if you guys can actually you know see the texture, but it's soft touch. Um, two issues that I have with it is it doesn't really fit uh, here, and and I'm sorry for the audio listeners, but it is basically a soft touch orange uh, PS4 DualShock 4 um, a cover, basically, or not a cover, but a faceplate. Uh, unfortunately, if you're listening to audio, 
my apologies, but if you're watching the video, eh, you know, you get to see we can, it. We can uh, see it. <laughs> so, um, and it doesn't fit right like here. It has a little bit of a of an indention there. And the only thing, the only thing that really ticks me off a little bit is that the D-pad is a little bit loose. It's not rigid like on my other white uh, um, PS4 uh, controller. Uh, other than that, it, it feels good. It, it still works pretty good. So, uh, recommend it maybe. Um, if you want something cool to do with your controllers and you know be unique, I guess. Um, but that's what I got, man. Um, let's jump right into it because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Starting with, we're gonna get Avengers a week early now, Joel. Praise so, the Lord. <laughs> so you got you got just announced that um, that Avengers: Infinity War is gonna come in a week early on April twenty seventh. Correct. That's right, April twenty seventh, and the way this whole thing went down was through a Twitter conversation around three o'clock Eastern today. Uh, there was a uh, conversation between the Avengers, uh, the Marvel uh, Marvel Entertainment um, Twitter account, and Robert Downey Jr.'s Twitter account. They put something out there about you know when the movie was coming out, asking if if. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. would like to see it, and he said, "Yeah, I'd like to see it actually earlier." And and uh, they came back and said, "Oh yeah, sure, anything for you, Mister Stark." And he goes, "Well, can I let my friends come see it too?" He's like, "Yeah, I think we agree." At April twenty seventh, everyone gets to see this movie. It's it's uh, coming out a week earlier, and I did not see this coming. Um, it, it, this is something that's a very pleasant surprise. There's obviously some business behind it, right? You have Deadpool and other films that are really going to clog up May. So the long, the earlier it's out, the longer it can run and make more money. Um, and, and I think that that's just a smart move because this movie really should just be doing bonkers in the box office so long as the movie is solid. Um, so which which we expect at this point. Of course, anything can happen, but we expect a solid movie. If you've seen any of the last two Rooster Brother Marvel movies, you know that. They know what they're doing. Uh, anyways, April 27th, man, you know where well, you'll be able to find Joel Young. And uh, you know where you'll be able to find me for the rest of the month of May because I'll be I'll be sleeping at the movie theaters watching this movie <laughs> over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah, uh, exciting because, like, like you mentioned, May is getting to be a very, very busy month. I think this was a, a great business decision on their, on their side. And... Uh, Deadpool comes out mid-May, the 14th, right? Yes. If I'm wrong, yeah. So, and this movie was scheduled to come in the week before, so that way they can breathe, Deadpool can breathe, and most importantly for them at this point, Solo can breathe. That's um, exactly. Because that'll give, you know, taking taking a, a, a movie, Disney making the right decision on uh, on taking their movie, re releasing it a week early, you know, basically the previous month and, and then releasing another movie at the end of the, of the next month. So they have two movies on two consecutive, you know, end of month weekends. Uh, that's, that, that was a great choice. Um, good call. Whoever, whoever made that call at Disney, man, that, that was a great move. Also, Joel, I wanted to point out, and again, guys, we don't want to keep bashing, but call, call Marvel the anti-DC, where their movies actually get pushed forward instead of delayed. Oh, oh. <laughs> but also, the, the, think of the positive, how the marketing of this, like, what a better way to create buzz than using a Twitter conversation. Like, if this easily could have been an announcement that any other corporate uh, overlords would have said, it could be a press oh, release, yeah. we're just going to put a press release out there and let it show up on a bunch of blogs that, hey, this is happening. And Marvel said, nope, we're going to use Twitter. We're going to have a funnel spat between Mr. Stark, as they refer to him, <laughs> and, and Marvel. And I love that. I love that. And it got me instantly you know, excited. So, and there's a lot of other celebrities that are retweeting it. There's a lot, I think there's a lot of people looking forward to this movie. Uh, and I think it can actually make star Wars level money. Um, so that it should the movie be really good when it comes out. So you know, Marvel's not doing anything bad financially. Anyways, they've already completely, uh, passed the amount of money that, that, uh, 
Justice League is made with their Black Panther movies, so they're quickly showing that their movies are strong and people resonates with people. Oh yeah, and now now that you saw the reception of Black Panther and having Black Panther be prominent on the Infinity War trailer, true, they're gonna get the, those people are gonna go back and watch Infinity War because Black Panther's in it. Plus, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus you got all of us that I haven't seen Black Panther. I think I don't think that movie's gonna come out before uh before before April twenty seventh on, on, on Blu-ray. I highly doubt it. it would be a great move on the part of Disney, but I highly doubt it. Um that's movie that movie's probably gonna be like a May, like maybe the week the next week, maybe Black Panther will become available. Um, if that's the case, Joel, I will not get spoiled on the movie, but I will watch the Anna Credit stuff online. I'll find it and I'll watch it. Uh, that way, I can go in with context and not be and not be a total loser. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Thor comes out Tuesday. I'm gonna get that, and then uh, we can talk about it uh, next week, I guess. That's right. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, great move. I think I think this movie is gonna do phenomenal. Disney's making direct calls again, man. They know what they're doing, and they have uh, uh, an amazing analytics team that are putting out numbers and letting them know, hey, if you release a week early, you can make this so much money because it won't take away from this other movie. So you have an extra week and make more money. So yeah, they're making the right calls. Good for Disney. Good for Marvel. Unfortunately, Joel. Uh huh. Go ahead, man. Well, I was gonna say, like, what's really good too is like, I think now, like, with Black Panther taking a steam, that it that it just going full speed. Like now, they're starting to realize, okay, like we let Black Panther do do the success it is. Now let's start to promote this movie because it's gonna come out shortly after to get more hype on that. So they're doing this fun stuff, like you're saying, like the Black Panther audience pulling them into this movie. But then they also have just the 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 fun, you know. PR side with Twitter with this thing now coming out sooner. And then from a comic book standpoint, they also did something really cool. I don't know if you got to see this, but they had their um, prelude, their prequel kind of uh, comic come out for the movie. Um, that just came out, I believe, today. I believe that actually just came oh, out. Okay. And I've only got to see some of it, a limited time. Hopefully over this week I'll be able to see more. But um, the cool thing is, like, they expose a lot of stuff of what was going on with these characters, like where they've been, what they've been up to before Infinity War, including Captain America and Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor. And um, without getting to too many spoilers, because actually, it actually is filled with some stuff that I know is going to tie right there, right away into the movie. But uh, yeah, there's a certain uh, character that was holding Cosmic Cube and got sucked up into the sky, and he was in the first Captain America movie. Seems, ah. seems like he's not dead, just as all the fans had thought. Yeah, and, just like uh, we thought. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I thought, I thought he wasn't gone, and yep, so, and I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red Skull probably. There's a chance we'll see him in this movie, actually. So that's um, awesome. I mean, if the comics are are saying anything, they're they're saying, "Hey, look, this guy's alive." Yeah, maybe um, he became a minion or something. Right. Doctor Strange is very is the probably the one who's the most aware of what's actually going on. Like with everyone, he's very much been watching the stones according to the, these comics. Like Iron Man has an idea and he's in full preparation mode, but Strange like because of exactly what was said to him if you've seen the end of Doctor Strange, you know that Moto says to Strange like at like because of you using the stone, he uses something along the lines of like the bill comes due. And like it's gonna like something bad is gonna happen like because we've crossed the line that the ancient one did. We're now we're using it the way we want. And like for Strange, he's like, well, the benefits outweigh the negatives of this. Like I had to do it, but now this is the situation of what the bill comes to. Like they start to going a little bit more into that into this comic book. So I, who knows? There's gonna be a lot of characters that are gonna show up in this movie. It's gonna be flooded with with stuff, and I'm totally fine with that. We've had oh. years of preparation. If you haven't seen the other movies. Like today is the day to start watching because there's a whole lot of stuff to catch up on. It's so, in movies. Come on. Yeah, you got a lot to catch up on, but it's it's coming April 27th, even sooner, man. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm hoping to get surprises from that movie too. You know, I don't I'm, I'm hoping to see the established Marvel characters. I'm hoping, Joe. 
But man, a boy can dream. Uh, I'm hoping to see some some other characters in that movie, but we'll see. Some X Men. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, I, uh, do you? Uh, yeah. Okay. You'll probably so, cry. You'll probably cry if you see. I'll probably movie. cry if I see you. Uh, if I see anyone at this point. <laughs> at this at this point, I could I could freaking see multiple man, and I'll be excited. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um. So, Joe, uh, unfortunately, moving into sort of the sort of same type of news, but on the on the opposite direction. Um, Joe, what happened with Batgirl? Okay, this this is like something that is really weird because I remember you and I were together when the initial announcement came out that Joss Whedon was going to be doing a Batgirl movie, and it was like trending online and. And I was very skeptical of this movie. I don't know if you remember when, you when were, it was announced. Yeah. You, yep, you told like, me it's like mm, I don't think about. I'm, I'm not, not sure about this thing. Yep, and, and I was, yeah. and I still remained that way throughout until I was like, I'm not gonna believe it until I see it. And this last weekend, we just found out that Joss Whedon dropped out of doing the Batgirl movie. He is stating that um, something along the lines. You can read a statement online, but he says something along the lines of like. Uh, you know, I thought this I could really make this a, a fantastic movie. I thought I had a great idea, um, but there's no great way of saying that I failed and that I can't do this and that I need to remove myself from the project. Okay, the belief behind this is that he's doing the politically nice way of let me take the hit so you guys don't take the hit, but it really was creative differences. He wanted to make one movie, WB wanted to make another. Remember, he already worked on Justice League. He knows the mess that's going on over there with the DC films. He doesn't want to have a repeat of that already. He can smell what's going on. And as I've said before, when it comes to, to DC, I'm not saying that they're a complete mess. They have good stuff. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And now we're starting to see the fire starting to rise. Yeah, it started to leak out. Um, and this is bad news for DC fans and bad news for um, pretty much anyone that was looking forward to that movie because I remember when it was announced uh, there was a lot of hype. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing and I'm going to be there day one and Josh Whedon now. So, yeah. This is absolutely without a question uh, a nice way for, for Whedon to say, yeah, it was a freaking mess and, and, and I just left. There's no other way around it, seriously. And considering... Uh, a lot of the issues that the ECE, the the DCEU um, is going through, and the movies are not doing great financially and critically. Like, not necessarily critically, because I don't think Justice League got panned per se, but it was mediocre-ish. Yeah, I mean, mediocre is a good word. Yeah, I mean, like I haven't seen the movie. I'll see it in a couple of weeks, but. Um, I find that, like we've said a million times on the podcast, DC needs to get their stuff together and let creators create, or they just need to stop and stick with uh, the animated features, which I've heard that the last few have Very not good. been... Uh, yeah, uh, they they've been very good, but financially those movies are, are like dead investments. They probably get their money back, and that's it. I mean, they're not. So oh yeah, they're not gonna set the world on fire. I mean, they can get royalties out of a Netflix deal or something. I, I think the worst one that came out that actually probably made made money for them was the Killing Joke. That probably was the worst one that that come out. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the consensus. Like no one really liked the Killing. It was it was it was bad because it was just was a total like slap in the face of some of the Batman stuff that we know. The best yeah. part of it is that we had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess I guess we'll see. And and going into uh, into this, Joel, what do you think is going to happen to Weaven now that he's out of this one? I mean, he's not going to go back to Marvel because uh, the Russos are, I think way better at their job than he is i mean i would i feel like it's kind of unfair to say that in some degree like i just think that what the russos make is more widely accepted 
like their movies are well are well more received. Like he created a lot of magic with that first Avengers movie, and even then, like Disney was like saying, okay, there's certain things you gotta play with the line. There were some rumors of some really cool stuff that he was actually gonna do with that movie that I would have been interested to see like where it could have gone. And that movie's fantastic. It's, part, it's one of the movies I've seen the most ever in my life in theaters. I think I saw it like five or six times. Um, but I think that Joss Whedon needs to stay away from the superhero scene for a little bit. I think that, you know, I don't want, I don't want Justice League to be the last superhero movie that he has his hands on necessarily. Um, but I think that he's got some original ideas with his characters, you know, Buffy and Angel and all that. It'd be good to see him get back to that creator, Joss Whedon. I agree. And then maybe later on return in some other capacity as a producer or something with his ideas for a superhero movie. Yeah, I think me personally, I think the recent Avengers or at least the first one and Age of Ultron is not a bad movie whatsoever. I've said that before as well because a lot of people are like, oh, Age of Ultron is a bad movie. It's not. It's not a bad movie. Um but he was definitely reined back a little bit from from Disney. Like Disney wasn't like, oh, yeah, hold on, you know, but take you know, rein it back a little bit. Versus, you know, his movies were really safe. He was good at what he was doing, but he the movies were really safe. Versus, you get a movie like Winter Soldier, that is like going like there the the way that you actually got a superhero like Captain America and made this intriguing spy action drama is just ah, mind-blowing. And that's my, still my favorite Marvel movie, and it's one of my favorite movies ever because that movie is good, you know, in, in very, very different areas. I, I think it's it's fantastic. Anywho, so back to Whedon. I think he should... I think right now he should actually pitch something to... On online service through so like Netflix or or That's you know or Amazon and and he can land a really good deal with that and actually get creative and do a sci-fi thing or whatever. Uh, I think that would be a great option for him. I don't think he's really ready for the big blockbuster type of movies. Um, he was with Avengers because he was already working with established uh, franchises and just bringing them together. He happened to be the right person for that at the time. Um, that being said, I don't think it's in him anymore. And I think he should look into doing smaller projects. Right. And I think he's got a lot of like bad PR also more recently. I mean, I'm sure you heard about the whole thing about his script for Wonder Woman that had come out like a while back. Um, people were really trying to bash him about like the stuff with that. And like, oh, we're so glad. And, People started making some comments that I think that they, they took a little bit out of context. I understand why they felt the way they felt, but I think they took a little bit out of context. Uh, you know, the Wonder Woman movie was was great, but the reason that that movie was great is because Patty Jenkins made the Wonder Woman story that we deserved, not the Wonder Woman story that is necessarily known from the creator of Wonder Woman. Yeah. You and I both know the comic creator of Wonder Woman. He gave us one of the best characters ever, but we also know he was a little cuckoo. Um, that's just, he was a little, he was a little loopy is a nice way of saying it. And, and, uh, he should not be anywhere, especially in 2018. He probably shouldn't be anywhere around women. Is the yeah. word yeah. Uh, so, so if, 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 you know, Wonder Woman movie was made the way that Wonder Woman, the way we view Wonder Woman, the way she should be, but not necessarily the way she was created. And I think that's why the movie worked out to be the way it is just for what it is today. Joss Whedon, I think is very much a purist in some ways. So he's willing to do these Willy Wonka, wild, crazy kind of goofy stuff. It doesn't transcend very well to the big screen always. Um, and so that's why, like you said, if he can just come up with his own, let him be creative, but let him do it on a smaller budget, smaller scale, we might get something special out of it. But but yeah, maybe keeping him away for this time is good to kind of let, let that cool off. Yeah. And then, uh, Joel, we got, we got news that if the – merger between WB and Warner or, or AT&T uh, AT or so AT&T is trying to purchase Time Warner which includes WB if if that merger fails uh which I think it's due what November if I'm not wrong or is it before that I think November is the Disney Fox one 
Yeah, the difference with this one is that the only reason why it's been stalled is because the government doesn't want this deal to go through for some monopoly rules. So this has been going some, on for a while. For some CNN rules, I think, too. Yeah, that's my opinion. But go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. It's, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it's if this deal if this deal that's been proposed by AT and T and WB and they agreed on this deal, like they're like, yeah, we're fine with this. If that deal falls flat then you have the unfortunate situation that they're saying they're going to have to start selling off stuff, WB. And one of the ideas is selling off DC films, their DC films um, properties and, and creators. So we could very easily see by next year a completely redone DC cinematic universe. We can see a, compl a complete reset button. I think that's a little drastic to see that actually happen, but when business come, when it comes down to business at the end of the day, whoever ends up owning these properties, if it does, if it does indeed leave Warner's, is going to make the movies that they want to make, and they have the right to say that we no longer want the same cast, same directors, the same this that we want to completely reset it. I, I again, I don't think that's a smart thing to do, especially at the success of like movies like Wonder Woman, like we just mentioned. You know that one character alone. You, you do a lot, but at the same time, if there's a lot of chaos and wildness, they may not want their hands to do with that, get the properties, understand it's worth money, and then make it the way they want to make it. So I think that's a fan thing to be prepared for. It's like if this deal does not fall through at some point and, 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 and it fails to, to pass a full deal, then expect to see a very de different DCEU come maybe even just a year from now. Um, it, it's, it could be that quick and it could be that drastic. Be prepared. Yeah. And the big thing is that based on the reporting, if it fails, Warner, I guess Warner is not comfortable with, with being a company anymore and they want to just basically split the company in parts and, and sell it off. Um, you know, basically whoever wants to buy a piece of Warner, say, uh, someone wants to buy their cable, which I believe Comcast already tried, and and you got you know someone buys I don't know CNN and someone buys uh, the Warner Brothers Studios. DC being one of their properties is up in the air and sort of up for grabs. So maybe that picture with with Mickey. Getting uh, his last Infinity Gem on his glove from that, <laughs> from that weird trailer. Maybe I don't think so. I don't think so. But now that Fox is out of the picture, and Warner, if they don't want their properties, who else is left? Sony, but Sony's been rumored to being, you know, being shopping around to see There's who wants to, right now. Yeah, to see who wants to buy their their movie division. So. Joel, at some point, someone like man, I'm thinking Disney in in 20 years is going to own 80 percent of Hollywood. <laughs> Seriously, and I mean, the only um, thing I can see stopping it is like if Amazon, like Jeff Bezos, decides to get into like the TV movie business. Like, I mean, it's possible the guy basically is, is rich, like ridiculous. That would be a great but, choice. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, they would do, they would do like their quality control. They already are, you know, an established studio, and they've already started producing movies like for Hollywood. So exactly. that would that would be that would be a great choice. And that's a you know company or or, or a person that's not gonna run out of money anytime soon. So <laughs> no, uh, they they can do they can do with those properties. They can do well with those properties. Uh, and they have already have established relationships with a lot of creators. So, yeah, absolutely. That would be a great choice. Yeah. Uh, there's also some other uh, interesting, weird news, uh, weird stuff to talk about here. There was a leak online. We've talked about leaks before with images. We had Captain Marvel a few episodes before. Uh, now this episode, we have a leaked image of Shazam. Oh, boy. Dr. Levi <laughs> is playing Shazam, and there is – and it's – it's him. I mean, you can see it. Yep. He's wearing the Shazam costume. And Obed, I mean, there's no nice way of putting it because 
it's not I'm not trying to say this as, as like, oh, I'm a Marvel person, Marvel's great, DC's terrible. Because I was skeptical with the Captain Marvel costume, but I said, hold on, we don't know what it looks like in person. But at least the Captain Marvel suit didn't look wonky, it just looked unfinished. This Shazam costume just looks like utter fabric and garbage. Something that we would have gotten maybe fifteen <laughs> years ago. So this all right. Here's the problem that I have with with this suit with this picture that showed up. Right, it's it's accurate. It's comic accurate. It's comic accurate. You know, True. it's very, very the colors are are accurate. Um, the design is accurate, but it's a little too accurate. Can you imagine Marvel with the the the, the with the 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 fish scales Captain America with the little wings on the side and no man it's not gonna that's not gonna fly and that's the problem that this leak showed is that the suit lo looks like something out of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies um, and I don't know if it's because of budget I don't know if, if this is like an early thing in the movie and then it changes we don't have context but. It doesn't look super great, Joe. I, it, I, don't, I don't know. And the thing is, like, I have not had issues with this movie. Like, all the news coming out about this is one of the few DC movies that I've actually felt like there's a lot of good news coming out of it. Good cast, good uh, writer directors. Um, you know, just sounded like something good all around. Like, they wanted to go for a lighter tone. This is an example of a lighter tone. We're not laughing in a way that you expected. <laughs> and I don't think I want to be laughing like this <laughs> when this movie comes out. Oh, boy. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's going to be interesting. I was I was sort of looking forward for this, to this movie because I like the character. I mean, it's a it's supposed to be more of a more of the lighthearted uh, characters in DC, and it has a great villain. So... I was looking forward to the Rock Johnson. Yeah, uh, if he's still attached to the project, I mean, uh, who who knows, man? Um, I I wish these guys would do good, man. I really wish DC would sit down and it's like, all right, guys, let's let's make this happen. Let's let's steal it back a little bit. Let's take a deep breath and figure this out. But instead, they just. No man, just keep running with the ball. You're out of bounds. I don't care. Just keep running. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on at DC, and it's unfortunate. So, oh boy. Well, Obed, there's some good gaming news out there. Tell us a little bit about PS Plus and what's going on there. Yeah. So changes announced for PS Plus, um, and there's some big games coming coming out um, next month. So for next month on PS4. We are getting Bloodborne, and we're getting Ratchet and Clank, two highly acclaimed games, and we're also getting Mighty Number no. Nine for both PS4 and PS3. Uh, we're also getting two more games for uh, PS3 and Vita. I'm not super familiar with them, and, and the name escapes right now, but um, but yeah, big big month for for PS Plus. The I think the biggest piece of news to come out of this is that March 2019 is going to be the last month that uh, they will be offering PS3 and PS Vita games on PS Plus subscriptions. Polygon reached out to Sony to get uh, clarification on some things, and um, what I understand is that they will no longer offer games for uh PS4 uh, for PS3 and Vita, um, and they will not add PS4 games. So I guess the what they're looking to do is uh, doing two PS4 games and doing two PSVR games. Maybe one of those PS4 games is going to be cross-play with Vita. Whatever be the case, that sometimes happens. But Joe, this is significant because it just. Actually, they actually gave you two more years of support with the PS3. So they gave you 12 years support instead of 10 years. So that's amazing. Uh, the Vita, unfortunately, not too great. Um, I 
I'm wondering if it's going to go out with a bang and we'll get really good games for Vita on that month. You know, maybe we'll get something like Persona 4 Golden or something from uh, the Vanillaware games that came out for Vita. But, man, sad because, you know, I love the Vita. PS3, I haven't played PS3 in so long, man, that I it's fine. You know, if they don't want to offer... The, the way I see it is like you can take away PS3 games and PS Vita games from PS Plus, and if you give me two high quality PS4 games, I'm fine. Like I don't I don't mind it at all. But PS3, I haven't played it in so long. I haven't plugged in, and 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 I I really ha I don't I don't even know why it's plugged in because I don't even play it anymore. I just I I moved 100 to to PS4. Um, you know, up until like maybe last summer. I was still going back and forth, but it's been it's been a while since I just sat down on a PS3 and, and played a game. I really want to because there's really good games that I want to go back and revisit. But and and I have you know a ton of games for PS3, but at the same time, it's like why 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 would I have to deal with this? I know that I can use a PS4 controller on it, but at the same time, it's just uh, and, 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 and uh -huh, go ahead. I was going to say, and it's a great year because this year a lot of good games are coming out. So it's not like you're struggling, like, oh, I should go back because I want to play this and there's nothing good coming out. Like, there's so many good things keeping you busy on PS4 that it's like, why even, you know? Yeah, they uh, just announced the release date for uh, Detroit Become Human uh, today, and it's coming out in May, coming out late May. So, man, it's, it's packed the year. First half of this year has been amazing so far, and we're going to get God of War next month, then... We're gonna get Detroit, and then we're missing Spider-Man and Days Gone. Days Gone, I think Spider-Man's gonna be a late 2018 game. It's gonna be like either October, November, maybe you know before Black Friday. Like it's gonna be after August 1st, before Black Friday. I think Spider-Man's gonna come out somewhere. In that announcement. Date. That date, most likely, most likely we'll get an E3 release date announcement for that, and. And Days Gone, I think Days Gone is going to be like a February next year type of game. Uh, I don't think that, I think that game needs more polish and it needs a little bit more TLC. It looks too much like The Last of Us. And that's unfortunate, but and not, not unfortunate because The Last of Us doesn't look good because it looks fantastic. Uh, but unfortunate because it's going to create some confusion with the casuals and, and, and all that. But it's, it, who cares? It's, as long as they make their sales, it's fine. Uh, they just announced that Horizons, uh, Horizons Zero Dawn's one-year anniversary was yesterday. They announced that uh, they've sold almost 8 million copies, uh, 7.6 million copies. And that game's gonna probably going to get to 10 by the end of the year because people are still going back, revisiting. They've got great deals on the complete edition on PSN right now. So once they add those digital sales that are going on right now and that really good sale, and and if they keep, you know, putting the game on sale out and in, in, in retail, and if they bundle it up, bundle the game up this coming holiday, which most likely is going to be the case, um, then they're they're bound to get to that number. Uh, but yeah, really big stuff coming for for PlayStation. Major changes for PS Plus. But like I said. I really, we're going to get another year of support out of PS3. That's, that's fantastic. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm good with that. And, and Joel, um, I totally forgot that Metal Gear Survive came out because I have, I have zero cares for that game. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, one of those guys. I was like, Oh, this is not a Kojima game. Because you know, and that's why you hate it. No, I bought, I got, I got Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is one of my. It's probably uh, my my third favorite game on PS3, and I played that game so much, and I absolutely love it. And that game was not made by Kojima, and I absolutely love it. So I'm not in that thing. But after everything that happened and all that, it was like I was still willing to give the game the benefit of the doubt, but. There was no reviews on release date. No, always not a great sign. And um, and then the reviews, when they started pouring in, they were mostly mediocre. So, unfortunately, you know, I decided not to pick it up. But I've probably decided that long, long before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but the what we're talking about right now, uh, the game we got released last week, uh, amongst if it's hundred thousand issues that that I have with that game regarding uh, microtransactions and whatnot. Uh, something very interesting came out. Uh, so there's a, a list of officers um, that are listed in the list at the at the beginning of the game, and I'm actually looking up the uh, the pictures so I can give you guys more detail. Um, but there is a, uh, a hidden message on on this list. So there's a the the message begins with vengeful vengeful mosquito on the uh, that's the first name on the list. So. A vengeful, vengeful mosquito, I find something that's really annoying. So an annoying person is writing the list. That's what I'm assuming, right? Uh, and then the next two letters on that list of the la of the, the first the first two letters of the next two last names uh, are, are the initials MG, so Metal Gear. And those are the only two names that their status show killed in action. Ah. So Metal Gear's dead. Yeah. So <laughs> well, true patriot. Uh, <laughs> and then and then after that, um the for the next three letters spell KJP, Kojima Productions. There's a space and says forever. The next the next letters coming down. So KJP forever. These guys are saying Kojima Productions forever. These guys are are, are chained up in a dungeon uh, over at the Konami in Japan, and they they went ahead and did this. Uh, and the last two are really funny because it's Bustard Yoda and Cunning Juji. Uh, the director of the game, his first name's Yoda. I forgot his last name. Uh, and then the producer, um, first name is Juji, and they are both AWOL. So. They basically gave the the things to do to the team, and they what I interpret is that they didn't do anything, <laughs> and they got called out. <laughs> wow, that's that's how I interpret it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, little Easter egg that um, that people found on Metal Gear Survive. I have zero interest for that game, Joel. I'm not gonna buy that. Um, if you give it to me for free, uh, I will probably open it and uh, <laughs> trade it in in GameStop. <laughs> and get and get and, uh, uh, and get me and get me a game that I'm interesting in interested in or buy or or get me a, P, a PSN card or something. But wow, just so, just so you know. Wow, I mean, I feel so bad, man, because I know you're like the biggest Metal Gear fan I've ever known. So yeah, I, I love it. I went, it went out the great with the Phantom Pain, um, but this survive thing is just. A big knockoff, and it's just nothing to to have to pick up, even though you're a fan. Yeah, I'm not. Sorry, guys, and I'm not being a hater. Uh, I really wanted this game to to be to be good, but no. I mean, sorry. <laughs> that trailer though was horrible. I only watched it once. Those trailers like, what were is not. This? Yeah, those trailers were not good. The gameplay demos were not good. No, I mean. It's and ten dollars if you want an additional safe slot. That's ridiculous, dude. Money grab. Oh no, yeah. I mean, that's a slap in the face, and um, that's disrespectful. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, Kevin Smith, man, he he almost lost him. Yeah, dude. Like that was. I, when I saw the headline, I didn't know if it was a joke because of the picture that was shown of like him, like you know, like in the hospital. But Kevin Smith suffered a massive heart attack. Like it was one of those bad ones that he could have never came back from, kind of thing. That yeah. thank God he was able to get to the hospital, and that they told him like you know your life is, is safe and then you're good. But I mean, it was a bad one, and it it's was one like, those... like a hundred percent blockage or something like that, and. It's crazy, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, it's one of those deals where like he instantly like had to put something out there afterwards, saying like, "Yeah, I did have this. I'm okay, but like this was serious. I did, yes, I did confirm. I did suffer a massive heart attack. 
you know, I know that a lot of people started tweeting out their, you know, their condolences to him, you know, wishing him to get healthy and well, and that he's back on the scene doing what he does with TV and movies. Um, I know there were some people who had some really negative things to say. I know Chris Pratt put out there something about saying, you know, he was really just praying for for him, and 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 some people tried to come against that. But I'm so glad that Kevin Smith and other James Gunn other people said like, look, like he's he's not saying anything bad. Like he's wanting this guy to really do to be well, and he's he's wished for him the best. So like, let it go. But I mean, I think the biggest moral of this whole thing is like take your health really seriously. If you're not feeling well or something's not going right, make sure you check with your doctor or you know go to the hospital. Uh, if you're someone that you know you have some really bad like health habits, you know life is stressful, life is hard. Um, and, and there's, you know, try and get help, try and also, um, you know, do what you can to better your, your health, you know, can check with your doctor. Maybe there's something you can change in your diet that will help you to progressively, you know, get better. Um, it's, it's, a, it's something that even Kevin Smith himself has said, like, look, I need to take my health more seriously. And, and I think that's a good moral for all of us. So we can, we can all do better. It doesn't matter who we are. And, and um, you know, I wish him, wish him well. And, and I look forward to having him you know, back behind the camera doing what he does, writing, writing his stories and talking about comic book movies and watching him on YouTube and just being Kevin Smith, being Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Get well, Kevin. And, and the, the Lord put you on this, in this earth for a purpose. And that is to direct the Superman movie. So don't you dare <laughs> die on me before <laughs> we're directing a Superman movie. Damn it. <laughs> the death of Superman lives. What happened? Yeah. Directed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, so yeah, and get get well, and uh, and and absolutely, uh, you know, do what you do, man. Keep being a funny dude because you're great at it. So that's wishes. Um, Joel, that's about wraps wraps it up for for tonight. Um, go ahead and uh, plug in our, our our Insta snaps and and our and our Snapgrams and all that stuff that you kids like right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like to keep in touch with my youthful side here with the rise of digital media. Yeah, guys, go ahead and, and give us a follow on social media. We want you to be our friends. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time, the exact name of our of our podcast. You probably if you're watching the video, you see it right below me. Um, and then if you are listening to us through the podcast version. Please go ahead and subscribe to us. Uh, if you're on Android or Google Play, if you're on if you're an iPhone, go ahead and follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. If you're a subscriber on iTunes, we really appreciate any uh, reviews you could drop for us. That would really help us out. Also, if you would send in your questions, comments, feedback to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. We welcome anything you guys say, questions, comments, concerns. Um, Whatever we might talk, we might talk about here on the show. We've done before in the past. If you are watching this, thank you. You know, I, I feel like I'm 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 friends with you guys, even though you can't I can't see you, and and I, I really appreciate you guys watching and listening. So go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see our latest episodes and get notified when our new episodes come out. Um, it's no low time here on, on on YouTube. So if you're listening to us, just go on YouTube and type in. Uh, no load time, and you should see our channel come up there. So, we really look forward to our next episode. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But until next time, we'll see you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time.